This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values with your hosts, the Cotellis. I am Marco. And I'm Tony. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. <laughs> cheers. It, cheers. It is our first live show. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm feeling good. Looking good. Feeling good. Smelling good. <laughs> All of the above. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, he smells good. It's good. I'm so excited. So it's our first live show, as we said, which is like super duper exciting. Um, we are actually at the 4040 Club. Woo-hoo. We are um, in the essence of Beyonce right now. I was going to say, do you realize you're sitting somewhere Beyonce? I deserve. I literally need to be in her presence. So that is like, this is just one step closer. One step closer to being like friends with her. That's all I want. Like, just be friends. So we're just going to stay in this room forever till she gets here? They're going to have to drag me out. <laughs> it's going to be a thing. Um, I just feel like, you know, she like sat in chairs around here. Like, I feel like this is a thing. She did. That's Maybe kinda... we'll look up some pictures and recreate them. Maybe I can find like a strand of one of her weaves around here somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be really cool, right? I don't know. How are you? How are you feeling? I'm good. It's, you know, it's the end of the week. So it's always lovely. We're surrounded by a bunch of our friends. It's so good. It's the first live podcast, which is a great milestone. I feel like we did a good job with like the first one, right? Like this is one of the better ones that I've ever been witness to in my <laughs> life. And I'm not just saying that because it's mine, but like... I mean, I've been to a couple and, you know, this is all right. Yeah, this is... Uh, it's in a, a lounge in the 4040 Club, mm-hmm. which is a whole ass experience. And it's fun. Y'all have to look at some of the pictures and everything online because like all of our marketing is posted up and it's just... Pretty cool. It's a cool experience. It's a nice place to be. Very happy right now. Yeah, me too. So we got this going on, and it'll be a, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. I like it. All right, what do you say we hop into our uh, hashtag relation, gay relationship goals for the week? Hippity hop away. All right, guys. As a reminder, every week, Tony and I will pick a wonderful queer couple, um, and we will highlight them as our hashtag gay relationship goals. Um, Our hope is to bring these relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity and perspective to the gay relationship narrative. Um, If you and your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag gay relationship goals, or if there is a queer relationship that you admire and would like to bring to our attention, please reach out to us. Um, Tag us on some of these adorable couples photos on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, our handle is at pod relationship. Tony and I will take a look at these photos and post and uh, and then you could potentially be highlighted um, you and your partner on an episode of the podcast uh, this week because I am ill prepared um, <laughs> this week. I forgot to pull that one out, but this week we are Alexander. Yeah, I don't know why I don't have that information. Oh, I do have it. It's literally right here. Um, (laughs) Maybe the wine's getting to me a little bit more than I thought. Um, So this week we are actually... So I'm uh, super excited because um, I've actually been following these two guys on uh, Instagram for a while. Um, And they are super duper gorgeous of course because most gays are and um and you know they are like really into fitness and they do a really really good job but they're like really really talented um and they are alexander 
Abramov and his boyfriend, Brett Miles. Abramov? Abramov. I think I'm saying that right. I don't know. I'm probably butchering it. Um, but you can search for them on Instagram. That is at Abramov, A-B-R-A-M-O-V underscore Lex. And Brett Miles is at Brett M10. Um, so just to kind of give you a teeny bit of a background about the guys, um, Alexander was actually He's he was born in the Republic of Kazakhstan, mm-hmm. which I think is just fun to say. <laughs> uh, like Kazakhstan, like how often do you get to say that? That's not the only reason you picked him, right? W- that he was born in Kazakhstan. Just so you could say it. Oh, I mean, it helps. So it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> good. Um, he is a Russian artist and producer. Um, interestingly enough, because I am a ninja and decide to like look up all the information, but um, is a ninja just you know code for stalker? I'm like a Google ninja. <laughs> I'm not quite a stalker, if you will. But um, he uh, apparently he was a very very sick and very very thin child. Um, and so he spent a lot of time, like, being in the hospital and undergoing a, a couple of surgeries and things like that. Um, and then around 20 years old, he decided, to, he decided to start going to the gym and, like, getting his fitness together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now if you, like, look at him, he's, like, 230 pounds at six foot two. He's, like, muscle daddy. Mm. Um, which is really interesting, um, but he hasn't. He, it's I, I'm fascinated by him because he actually has this new art book, um, and he released the first volume of a five part series um, where he plays like different characters that essentially are telling different points in time in his life, which is really cool. Um, the first one is like a wrangler. The next one is a mercenary. There's a woodsman, a journeyman, and then lastly a seafarer, which is really cool. Um, so his book Uncovered is a coming of age story about his life. Um, and it actually like chronicles like his 18 year old, like 18 year long diary entries that he put into like photographs and like mini stories, which is like really cool. And as the title suggests, it's a little risque. It's incredibly risque, mm-hmm. which is fun. Um, and then what's really cool about it, too, is that 10% of the proceeds actually go to the LGBT Russian network. Which, those of you who don't know, Russia's not super gay-friendly, so no, that would be really helpful. gay-friendly at all, so it's kind of cool. Um, and then you can search for that at www.abramovlex.com. Um, and then Brett, as I came to find out, is actually a real estate broker here in New York City. Um, he has been quoted as having an innate gift for connecting with people, understanding their needs, and delivering results that exceed expectations. Which I just thought was like the kind. I, like I want someone to write a review about me saying right, those I'll exact words. I just thought that that was like really cool. Um, he's quite the silver fox. Yes, <laughs> he is. He's got quite the gray hair. Um, and he's anti-Trump, which I feel Yay! like is like a good thing to do, right? <laughs> um, and then he looks and like he like literally lives in the gym. Like the two of them literally like are gym residents, which is great. <laughs> um, but all in all, he's a quite like he's quite adored uh, both personally and professionally, and just incredibly respected in his field. So the reason why we chose them. Yeah, what does we love about them? Well, I, you tell me. No, you tell me. <laughs> First of all, the two of them do not take bad pictures. I've never, <laughs> like, I mean, when you're looking at an Instagram, you know, uh, profile, like, that's one of the things that you want to see is, like, good images, right? The two of them are gorgeous, and it makes it really helpful. Um, 
they adore one another. And there's nothing more, I, I don't know, exciting for me than seeing like two people that actually love being together with one another. Um, so like all of their pictures that they take with each other are like cute and kissy and on you know hugging with one another or them brushing their teeth in their underwear together with one another like everything is just like sickening cute like like <laughs> like that kind of cute that makes you want to like tear the head off of a stuffed bear um oh. so, <laughs> so, real quick. yeah no they're just like really cute and what i love even more about them is like even in the absence of one of them they always post pictures of one another on their profile mm. and like talk about how much they miss each other and look how gorgeous this face is and blah blah blah. actually it cute. was yeah there was a september 2017 post on brett's page where um he posts Heart eye emoji, heart eye emoji, heart eye emoji. He has me officially swooned. Okay, gathering myself over this. Especially loving my man's Viking look. He is rocking twenty eight. He is rocking twenty eight hundred miles away from me on his shoots. Hashtag can he be more handsome? Hashtag my man. Hashtag gorgeous. <laughs> like I just that's like the loveliest thing ever. You've never hashtagged anything about me before. I'm pretty sure I've never hashtagged anything in my life. (laughs) (laughs) That's that pound symbol, right? (laughs) You just showed your age right there. Um, (laughs) um, They have fun with each other, and I think that that's great. They do like all kinds of like great adventures. Like it looks like they like really hang out and like have common interests and things like that. That are all the outdoor stuff. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, But they just—I don't know—they're just—they just look genuinely happy. And I think, you know, anytime there's a relationship, I, whether gay, straight, lesbian, in between anything, it's it, like the fact that people like like being in the presence with one another while they're together is just super exciting to me. I know. It must be nice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I long for the days. Anyways, um, so... Yeah, so again, Tony and I, we don't know the ins and outs of anybody's relationships, but we managed to stumble across profiles that just make us feel inspired. Um, sometimes the visuals give us everything we need to know, um, and that is why we choose them. So, uh, and that's why we chose these guys this week. Um, so if you guys want to gain some new friends, Alexander and Brett, definitely slide into our DMs because we're looking for new New York friends as well. <laughs> and we'll We'd be into, love to have other friends too. And we'll be into real estate soon. So, Oh, we will? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. A relationship exclusive right there. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Uh, Awesome. So that is going to do it for this week. Those are the guys. Do you think we should take a break? I think we should take a break. We're going to uh, take a quick break. And when we get back, Tony and I are going to try to solve the world's problems. Critelli style. You know, I like the applause. I think we should... I live get... for the applause. <laughs> the applause applause. Mm-hmm. I think we should do, like, canned applause from now on. <laughs> oh, you think so? Um, yeah, yeah. Even if, even if we don't play it, just for us. In one segment, your head got that big it that did. you feel like yeah, we need no, canned no, applause, it's nice. though? It's nice. That's a thing. <laughs> awesome. So... Please don't mind me and my french fries. They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love the potato. So this week, we're going to be talking about the last great makeout, which is intimacy without sex. So how do you create a connection with your partner or with another person? When, 
When was your first kiss? <laughs> um, you have to tell the truth, even if they're listening. No, I don't. I just no. I, I don't care about that. Um, I just don't. I don't know that I remember. I remember my first kiss happened in high school. I couldn't tell you who it was with. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I feel like my first like. Yeah, I feel like my first like make out, like tongue make out kiss was like when I was like eighteen. In yeah, you co- I was like late in college. Bloomer. I we just I just You've made up for it since then. <laughs> <laughs> Did I just get slut shamed? <laughs> no. It's no shame at all. Mm. But you used to make out with anything and everything. Anything that would have me. <laughs> <laughs> no. What about you? When was your first kiss? Um Four? my first kiss was very young yes not four but very young (laughs) kelly welsh oh wait you don't have to give last names it's fine she doesn't know me anymore i don't know where she is i looked her up one time and couldn't find her maybe i should use your google ninja skills i'm Um, I'm really good at it what do you need to bring her back up no see that's the whole thing i don't um, so, no, she and I, we used to ride bikes every day after school, and one day she planted one on me. Oh. And I kind of liked it. That wasn't tongue, huh? Uh, no, no tongue. No tongue. Okay. Tongue was, like, make out, make out, back of the bus with Jessica Brown. She sounds black. <laughs> no comment? <laughs> oh, so you was always dipping into the chocolate. I have always been a fan of anything that's not white. Uh-huh. <laughs> Complete opposite of me. It's true. it's true. I mean, I like others, but I just am drawn to white. So what What do you think? I'm just going to move on. Yeah. What do you think? That didn't happen. No. What do you think happened that made kissing being the thing change? I'm sorry, I don't know. What happened that made kissing being the thing? What made it change? Like, now it takes a backseat to sex. What happened? I think, um... I don't know. I think it's really weird. Like, I know that there's a lot of gay relationships that take place where, like, guys, like, you're allowed to, like, hook up with other people, like, i.e. have sex with other people, but you're never allowed to put your lips on another person's lips. Oh, you're talking about, like, some of those open relationships where they have that rule, like, Yeah, where it's like, yeah, you can do blowjobs, and you can have sex with another person if you want to, but you better not ever make out. Consider the audience. Blowjobs are sex. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, but you're not allowed to kiss one another. And I think that that is like super duper bizarre because I I think you and I were having a conversation about this. Like I've always like making out was cool to me. Like it was fun. Mm -hmm. It was like a feeling, right? Like making out was like really, really cool. But like the act of sex takes a lot and so I was never comfortable with, like, just having sex with anybody. I'd make out with just about anybody. But, like... <laughs> but, like, but like literally, like, being that intimate to, like, have sex with somebody was really, really challenging for me. Like, I always had a hard time with that. But I know that I'm, like, rare because apparently a lot of people will go about having sex with people but then won't kiss make out like making out with just about anybody is like not a thing and i just think that that's interesting yeah you know it was kissing was always important to me and it was always like super great but it was always the first step 
Um, you know, after I had sex for the first time, it was, oh, so this is the thing. So the kissing leads to that. And that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy making out. Like, you know, I mean, I, again, started earlier than you. So on the school bus, I didn't mind making out. But we were also doing other things on the back of the school bus. Um, <laughs> what school did you go to? <laughs> it was a long ride through those mountains. <laughs> it did. It took like an hour to get to school. We had this? to change buses. Brothel Elementary School? No. You, took turns, you took turns blocking for each other. What? Okay. Anyway, so we're not making out. <laughs> Judgment. Y'all, y'all know me. Don't slut shame me. <laughs> so, for me, going back to queer culture, like, this is always something that I've experienced is the slightest bit of interest in someone means that you are sexually attracted to them and that's why you're talking to them and again it becomes about sex do you find that to be your experience 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. oh I, and it's bizarre because i've never like if ever i've been attracted to someone i've never looked at them in the like like wow they would be a good lay mm-hmm. it's always been uh, like wow i like I'm attracted to them. Let's see where things go. And so, again, making out could be fun. And I could, me personally, delay the whole having sex scenario for a while. Mm -hmm. Because for me, I'm, like, still trying to get to know you by way of your tongue. Um, (laughs) And so, like, it just takes me a little bit of time. But, um, yeah, no, I'm not the kind of person that um, jumps right into bed with anyone. That's just not a me thing. I like. But, again, I know I'm kind of rare. And not really gay. You know, I don't know. Way. I don't know. I, so this is always my issue is I don't know that there really is like empirical evidence either way. Like I think that so much of what people think of when they think of gay culture is gay bars. And that's not even close to everything that there is. And the behavior you're talking about typically, not always, but typically is more around you know, the bar culture and that's where you're meeting people as opposed to, say, meeting them somewhere with mutual interests like, you know, art. Well, I mean, let's take it back, like, a little bit further. I mean, you got to remember, gay culture kind of happened in a very... um, Secret. Secretive places Mm -hmm. where people were literally meeting in the brambles or they were meeting in the bathrooms of, you know, uh, public, like public bathrooms and doing things there. So there was never really, and these were like married men that were, you know, had like had full families and children and things like that. And they were literally going to go grab cigarettes and then we're like going down the street and getting a blowjob for a little bit like really really quickly and then coming back home so there was never really the ability to like connect with someone by way of like again like making out getting to know someone like having this actual like uh, thorough (laughs) interaction with one Mm. another it was more of like a hurry up get me off and then I'm done kind of situation which I think is bleeding over into gay culture presently even though we are at a time where people have the gay people have the ability to get married create their own families and do all these things so I think the the institution the the idea of monogamy and or connection and intimacy is a little bit lost at this point because we we haven't recovered from that mentality yet yeah that was kind of heavy 
No, I no, that's no. It's well taken. I think I think that there is um, a an initiation, a sort of rite of passage that occurs with being gay. Um, you know, I think we've actually talked about it before on this show. Everybody starts out a bottom. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it's true, um, and you know that's just kind of the thing that happens from the beginning. Um, and um, you know, there's not, uh, there's not. It's not always focused on a, a connection. Um, you know, there's the situation can't be simple. Like it can't just be kissing, and like that was the point, and we're done. Um, you know, it always kind of seems to, um, it's like people want a connection, but sex is the only way they know how to get it. It's like, that is the emotional language and that's as far in the dictionary as they got. Do you think that that's dangerous? I mean, I think it can be. I think, I also think it's a natural progression for a lot of people. It's your body. You should experience it. You should experiment with it. You should share it. You should do whatever you want with it as long as you're safe. Um, so there's nothing wrong with it, um, but there is there is more, and you don't have to give in to that pressure. You can actually connect with a person. And sometimes you can do that by making out. And making out is fun. You and I have been together for approaching a decade, and I remember it was like not too long ago. Don't make that face. No, I just I just <laughs> thought about the gravity of that. I'm like, good God, a decade. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Um, and... Anyway, we've been together for nearly a decade, and I don't think—I don't know if it was when we were like planning out, uh, you know, the topics for the show, or we were just talking about this or what. But you had mentioned, like, you know, it's been a long time since we just made out, mm-hmm. and I was like, "You're right, it has." And I didn't, like, you know me, I keep it in the back of my head, but I, I pulled it out later when it was organic, and pulled we what had, out exactly? <laughs> you know, you were there. Um, no, and I, I, Sorry, I brought that idea. Yeah, fruit. I brought that idea back. <laughs> I brought that idea back out. And you and I had a really great makeout session. Mm-hmm. And then we went to sleep. And mm-hmm. that was the end of it. And then in the morning, we talked about that great makeout session. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't done it in a very long time. We had not just made out in a very long time. And it was. It was fun. And it was nice. Yeah, I just, I feel like, you know, I feel, I feel like the art of making out is, um, it, it's just, it's like a, one of those lost arts, right? Like, like, where was the last time that anybody, like, spent time making sure that you, like, made out, a, like, to a person's liking, right? Because we all need somebody good. That, like, isn't it amazing when you find someone that's like a really good makeout, like can kiss really well, right? Because if someone doesn't kiss well, You're are done. we inviting them into our bed? <laughs> no, <laughs> right? No. <laughs> you can stay where you're at. <laughs> like, it's good. Thank you. I, I only heard a few no's. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, we're not doing it. So like, good makeouts are like really important, right? And, and I feel like all too often we don't know how to shut ourselves off from like the, thank you so much for making out with me. I'm going to go home right now. We, we have to round the plates, right? <laughs> we have to get everything at all at one time. And I feel like, look, there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm not saying that like, I haven't been guilty of doing that myself, but I'm just saying that like whatever happened to creating intimacy, especially with somebody that you're actually looking to date, Right. Like, somebody that you're actually looking to spend more than just a couple of nights with or, like, a little bit of time with. Like, if this is a person that is, like, really worth potentially dating, 
Like, what's wrong with just getting to know them by way of, like, again, hitting first base and seeing where that goes and, like, feel that out. And if that feels good and things are good, like, maybe the next time you make your way up to second base. Like, Mm -hmm. and things like, why do we have to try to hit a home run every single time? I've had some friends who have just sort of arbitrarily put a, um, like, a, a, a timer on it. And they've said, no matter what, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever, and they won't have sex no matter what. And they just say, like, if this person really likes me, then they'll wait for that. And I think that's, you know, I think that so often we see someone and we're sexually attracted to them and we think we can build a relationship off of the sexual attraction. And you're so busy having orgasms that you're not realizing that you aren't compatible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know I don't think about anything else when I'm having orgasms, but <laughs> you're not compatible, right? You're, I mean, it just, it happens. And so often I think that we get into that where we're like, oh, the sex is really good. But all that means is that the sex the is sex really, is really good. You can, you like means. wake up one day and you're like, I don't like this person. <laughs> like, I don't like them. We have nothing in common. All we do is argue with one another and then we have great sex and then that's like the end of it. Like, there's nothing there. We haven't found the opportunity to like connect with one another and get to know one another and actually have like a real relationship. We're just giving, like blowing each other's minds and other things. And parts. <laughs> like, you know, every single time. And that's, it's just not, it's not real. Like, those things are not real. But if we actually spent the time getting to know a person, connecting with them, and then getting into the sex, I feel like this is me, maybe this is me Pollyanna-ing out on the situation, but I feel like the sex will be that much better. With a connection. With a connection, right? Because then you feel like you're having sex with a person that knows you knows about you, knows your body, knows your ins and outs, knows what you like, knows what could feel good for you. because And is interested in finding new ways. And figuring that out, yeah. right? Those yeah. things are really, really important. But when you like lead with sex, you end up having nothing at the end of it but a lack of sex, right? <laughs> because then you're like, oh, well... Now I'm in a dry spell, well, and <laughs> it's been I'm, a really long time. I want to challenge you and what you said just a little bit, because one, you said it's it's not real, and I think maybe the word more is it, it doesn't have as much depth, because it's still real. Like, it's That's a real a feeling, point. you know, That's and point. also, there's nothing wrong with having the sex right up front. Like, we've said it many times, it's not about slut-shaming, this is not about us preaching what we think. Do whatever feels good for you. If you're consenting, have an orgy, like whatever, like go for it. Like yeah, it's fine. That was That's really not, extreme. That, well, <laughs> that, that made my point. But then. you went from one thing. But, to I, but I think it's just. I think it's important to note that like seeking depth can happen at any point. You and I have. You and I slept together the night that we met. Correct. However, but we didn't continue just doing that. No, but the but the, there's a lot there's a lot of context that needs to be added to that. One, we had talked to each yeah, other for like a, <laughs> we had you talked to each other for like a month and a half before that even happened. True. Two, and this may be a WTMI. Tro- my brother, please plug your ears at this point. Listen, like, Troy. There was no <laughs> there was no penetrative sex during that time. True. It was sex. But, like, when we even got <laughs> to that point, that had been... Remember, it was, like, two months before we even did penetrative sex. Mm-hmm. 
Which was the thing. We took our time with all of those things. Right. And, and that's, that's just my, that's my whole point is like, I mean, and you and I have shared this story before too. Like I literally said to you, like, no, we have to go somewhere public and just talk to each other. But we also literally sat back and said to one another, like in a very frank way, like I, like I had gotten out of a bad relationship and I did not want to do it. Like I, the, having sex with people was like the last thing on my mind. And you knew that. And mm-hmm. you were kind of in the same way. Like you just didn't want to like have sex with any, like you just didn't want that. And so we were both like, until it's right, it's, it, we're not going to do it. And we both agreed on that. And I feel like that has benefited us because we took the time to slow down and understand what it is. We stayed at second base for quite a while before like we moved on to third base and then finally the home run. I guess that would be third is base. Is that second base? See... I guess it would be third base. I need, it's I fine. need someone to translate the gay baseball euphemism for I me. I don't know that I can. <laughs> I don't know that I can. I guess second base would be, what is that, like, filling up? Is that what that is? I don't know. I've been out. Is that what it is? Okay, yeah. Where you're, like, filling one another up. It's a lot of over-the-clothes action, right? right. A lot Third of over-the-clothes action. Third base is under-the-clothes. Fourth base. Yeah. So in gay, what? First base is uh, make-out over cocktails. Second base is blowjob. Third base is penetration. Fourth base is BDSM. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here, folks. I said right. that. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, so um, I guess it was third base. We, but we stayed there for a really long time. And I think that that was healthy. And I think it worked. And I think it benefited us. Um, you know, and, I'm, and again, Tony and I have said this numerous times. We're not sitting back and saying that everything that we've done is right and everyone should follow suit. All we're saying is... I did five is, wrong things this morning. I And <laughs> in the past ten minutes. So, uh, like... <laughs> but, <laughs> but I the sound of you feel like... Single. <laughs> is that all it took? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, no, I just feel like there are things that we've learned or... You know, because I've, I've gone about things the wrong way. I've definitely jumped into bed with both guys and girls at various times for all the wrong slash right reasons. And, <laughs> and it, you know, and it, and, and thought that there was something there behind it and then turned around and was like, Crazy. <laughs> and then, and then turned around and was like, Oh, again, I don't really like you as a person and you don't respect me as a human being. And we're done. Like there's nothing we're here for us like thank you for wasting four months you know like that like wow like that was done and over with so i think at the end of the day i what to wrap it up in a tiffany's bow i think that we um i think getting to know your partner and being intimate with them and and taking the time to slow down and try to get to connect with them and know who they are and be with them is really, 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 really important. Like, I cannot stress that enough. Yeah, and I think, you know, I'm always a proponent of if it's organic, great, if it's not, schedule it. So have a weekly or a monthly... No, it's true. It's true. So have a weekly or a monthly makeout session. The 13th of every month, the first Friday. Whatever. Like... Schedule it. It's just like it's just I like, like the check in. It's just like the relationship right, check in, but with tongue. Um, <laughs> and okay. and you have a phrase uh, that I think is a good one for this situation, which is "get your boner out of my back." Okay. 
<laughs> give, no, no, it's true. Give your partner more to work with than just your sex. That's Actually, true. give them more than that. Right. That's a good point. So make yourself vulnerable. We have some snapping. I love it. <laughs> um, you know, make yourself vulnerable. Uh, allow yourself to have more depth and more value than that for yourself. Be open to um, the idea that your partner will receive that and want you more. I think I, I, that was worded incredibly well, Tosina. No, that was well, fantastic. Yeah, I no, I think it's uh, amazing. Like, give your partner. I don't know the ability to to connect with you because you'd be surprised at how easy it would be for you to round all those bases if you give them the ability to, as I always say, like warm their oven, like get mm-hmm. the like get their motor running, and get how many you know metaphors can I use? Um, you know, get like things to like work and get and get itself together um, before you guys get to the horizontal mambo. No, for for our older listeners, pelvic pinochle. Oh, <laughs> no, uh, no, no, too far. I didn't like it. He ain't, he ain't editing that out either. It didn't, it didn't work. Um, I love him. So we're gonna take a short break, um, and when we come back, we're gonna be joined by our special guest, Gina Tonic. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, we are back, and we are joined by special guest and drag queen Gina Tonic. Cheers, Gina! Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I, so I've got to tell a teeny tiny little story about oh how gosh. I even met Gina. Yeah, because oh, it was, was via Instagram. Right, right. No, it's so funny because Wait, I, you were going to ask how you two met. I was curious. <laughs> I was curious how I was discovered. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> discovered. We so, covered that. Stalking. That's <laughs> true. That's true. I'm an Instagram stalker. No, so uh, I had made a couple of posts on the pod, the relationship uh, Instagram page, which is at pod relationship, by the way. Um, and so I had made a couple of posts and you had liked them. Like you oh, had word. just liked a few of them and like fairly consistent. That was my consistently. intern. My intern. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And so I was like, who is this? And so I started like looking at it and I was like, oh my God. And then more consistently, you were liking more and more of the posts. And I was like, I need to know her. And, then, and so I DM'd you. Right. And you responded, which is not normal when like <laughs> you, there's people like a lot of these influencers and other Instagram people like they're so full of themselves that they right. don't answer anything so I was like we'll see what happens and you responded like right away well part of I think what excites you about drag is that there's so much interaction involved like in shows in general and I think that's transcended social media that drag queens it's like a celebrity you can you can talk Touch to and, and talk to yeah. and people sometimes message me if, if I'm not busy if I'm not you know laying about watching Netflix, <laughs> um, then I'll respond, you know, or at least say thank you. If they're like, you're so beautiful, you know, I'll yeah. say thank you. You know, why not? Don't be rude. Like, I so appreciate yeah. it. And if you guys are not looking at our uh, Instagram live stories right now, Gina Tonic is literally in full drag. Slaying and it. slaying it. Thank like, you. <laughs> I literally, I got ready in like 20 minutes in a dark bathroom here at the 4040 Club. <laughs> yeah. What's funny was, I was like, because I messaged Marco, and I was like, do you think there'd be somewhere I can get ready there? And he's like, sure, in the bathroom. And I was like, walking into it, I was like, please let it be 
like a gender neutral bathroom because that's always awkward. So do I go in? Because I, I, you know, you go in as a boy and come out. Right. Well, and then, and then, so I was in the stall getting dressed because I don't want to be out, you know, in the middle of the whole unisex bathroom and getting dressed. And I could hear people's conversations. And it was funny to hear, like, like a, a guy would walk in, and there'd be, like, a woman there. And there was this, always this awkward moment of, like, what is, is this the men's room? Is this the woman's room? And this one lady was like, yeah, some dude was in here, obviously me, a couple minutes ago. And I wanted to, like, peek my head out and be like, she's a lady now! She's a lady! I, wasn't, I, wasn't, I wasn't ready yet, so I don't want to look like a crazy man in a bra, but no wig. No, it's no like face. that Miss Doubtfire thing. Going I felt so... So, Mrs. Doubtfire today. I like it. Fantasy. I love it. Um, no, it was just really exciting because I was like, would you be interested in being on our It show? And you were like, I don't know that I have anything to talk about my way of a relationship. Because, <laughs> like, I, okay, so I am what they call, like, a serial relationshipist. Like, I, I think over the, I, have, I did the math a while ago. I did the math about a year ago. Um, and, like, I think at that point, in like the last five or six years, I have been single for like six months or something like that. Wow. Now it's been I've been single for about a year now, mm. so it's it's been a while. But I just like it's been you know living and I'm like not I've been in many relationships. I don't feel like I'm an expert, you know. Right. So oh, we don't need experts. Haven't, I haven't found the right one yet. We're so. not experts. We neither of us. But you guys, you guys, <laughs> you, you put a ring on it. I think that's like the home run, right? You're talking I mean, about the bases, the baseball man. Rings come off. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I love my husband. And they go to the pawnbroker. I mean, um, no, I love New York. It's very lucrative. I love my husband, and we're good. But no, we like to get perspectives of everyone all the time. Like we have a really, really good time. So I wanted to be able to. We wanted to be able to chit chat with you and see what you. I have quite the unique perspective. I think I like life and relationships. Well, God, let's get into it. So I mean, so first thing first, like tell us what we need to know about you. Like where are you from? originally yeah um i'm i'm from a small town on the west coast los angeles california probably haven't heard of it um, it's it's not it's yeah. like on a remote island it's like teeny somewhere. tiny right i was i was born and raised in la uh i had western um, girls yes and i'm from west la too so it's just oh. like you know because we kind of had the whole like west side east side Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah right yeah, so no, no. i was like oh um, but i always say that my mom sort of like I think she really wanted a gay son, and like I don't think she would have known what to do if she had to like take me to soccer practice. But like we would like bin- we would binge watch like Audrey Hepburn movies. Like if that gives you any <laughs> image of my childhood, I have a good mom, an amazing mom. <laughs> she literally she texted me today. I was in the NYC Pride March uh, with Coca Cola, mm-hmm. low key. Loki, paid my rent for the whole summer. NBD. Uh, <laughs> um, so and there were tons of photographers, and she she had texted me that she they they had posted Coca-Cola posted on their Instagram story a picture of me from the march it was a and great she, picture by thank the way. you and she like screenshot it and she was like I, I save these on my phone. I was like, thank you, mom. And she like makes up her phone wallpaper. Oh. So she's probably my biggest fan. Oh my well, god! And the funny thing is, my mom's name is Gina. Oh, um, which I guess is a good a good segue back into my sort of origin. Where did Gina Tonic come but, from? Yeah, right. So when I started drag, um, well, before I moved to New York, my drink of choice was a Tom Collins. I'm a big gin lover, obviously. Mm. Gotcha. But most of the gay bars in New York can't make Tom Collinses. Mm. They can only make like blank and blank drinks. Did so you bl- mean a flirtini? <laughs> right, what is that? Yeah. So I switched to gin and tonics sort of right before I started drag. And I was like, oh, if I ever did drag, gin and tonic, gin and tonic. 
And it didn't even cross my mind that my own real mother's name is Gina. That's fantastic. Yeah. I love that. So it's so perfect. So when did your drag origins begin? So it's a hard question to answer. Remember I've... earlier, Audrey Hepburn? Right. Yeah, 100%. Right. I wanted to be her. Um, no, I... So I officially... My first time in drag was almost 10 years ago now. I was in college, way back in the day. And we did uh, the Three Penny Opera, which is an old mm-hmm. classic musical from the 30s. And I was cast in a female role. Which is funny because my my given name is a gender neutral name, mm-hmm. so I thought they were confused and they had put me in the female ensemble and I was supposed to be in the male ensemble, but they cast me in a drag role, so that was my first time in drag, and and then when I graduated from college, I did a few like theater product. My first professional theater gig was a drag role in the play Cloud Nine with the LA Theater Company, and then I moved to New York and didn't really do drag when I lived here. And then I got to a point where like I just like didn't have a good circle of friends. Mm-hmm. I was like feeling creatively stifled. And my friend is a drag queen. Her name is Ruby, Ruby Powers. And she was like, you know what? You've done drag before. Come, like just get in drag. Do my show. And so I did. And I was Gina Tonic that night. And it's history ever since. You slayed it. Yeah, oh, I slayed it and awesome. had fun. And it's given me so much freedom to be a freelance performer as a living. Like it's, it's been such a blessing. And you love it. You love, I love doing it. drag. And when I was a kid, you know, I was really into performing and visual arts. Hmm. And people would, when I was like five years old, I would get asked, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I'm like, I want to be an artist. And they'd be like, well, what is that? What? what? Like, mm-hmm. what? And I didn't know. And now it's like the visual of the, the whole look at the performance. Like, it's the perfect Canvas. synthesis yeah, yeah. of what I love to do. So I'm, I'm, it's great. I love it. So do you feel, feel fulfilled with drag? So far, yeah. So yeah. far, so good. That's I mean, amazing. I think like any career, you want to keep pushing it further and further. Sure. So we'll see if anyone out there works for like VH1 or... HBO or Netflix. Was that your plug for Drag Race? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll I know see. that they listen to the we'll podcast. So. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Friends of the show. Right. We'll yeah. awesome. You never know who's out there. So, so tell us, what is dating life like for a drag queen? It's, I've always been really curious. It's really hard because I work, you know, three to five nights a week and my other nights off, I, I don't want to like go anywhere do anything Mm -hmm. you know so honestly for me like i meet most people online as one does and like i feel like i need to make a really good connection with someone if i'm gonna go out with them because like that's like my precious nighttime you know i could like go out and see a broadway show right right or like go to like dinner and drinks with a guy who's gonna like stop texting me after the second date you know so it's like so I really I really reserve my you know I I make sure it's a good connection before I say yes Mm. you know so are you dating right now I was for a while I've kind of uh, this summer I've kind of gone into like a me mode like I'm gonna focus on me I'm gonna focus on my career and if I if I meet the right person you know if someone comes along great but I'm, I'm not like chasing after it right now good yeah um so how soon into dating do you tell your suitor that you are a drag queen? That is such a good question. Um, <clears throat> it depends. I think it's important to be to be out with it really early on. Sure. Um, I, I can usually gauge like in like a grinder conversation or whatever 
Um, Wait, there are conversations in Grindr? Oh, oh, you have not, you, you, you have not met me yet. I'm, not, I'm like, I'm like a Jewish mother. Like, I want to know everything about you. So anything, anything goes anywhere else. Like, I thought it was um, like two word like oh, no. volleys. And, and people like that. Like, I have this one. Um, how do we put this? Um, gentleman, regular gentleman caller, gentleman caller. Uh, who like I'll just get texts. They're just like, hey. And then, like, the, like, horny devil emoji, and that's all he'll send me. Ooh. Or, like, not, sometimes not even the hey. Sometimes it's just a horny devil emoji. And I'll be like, listen, girl, like, we're going to, like, like, let's talk. Like, let's, you know, I, I, I want to know someone yeah. beforehand. Oh, uh, I want to dance with someone. <laughs> <laughs> so off track. Uh, Did I fulfill the question? How soon, like, a so date? I, I try like, to, right, I haven't dated in a while, but I try to make it really clear really quickly do like, you meet guys while performing like during performances oh yes I do and it's so weird because I mean I don't, I don't go for like the chasers like that's not my thing but like there are boys who like I perceive them to be like cis gay men who are interested in other gay men and they like flirt I, and they have never seen me out of drag they don't know that I'm like actually a cute little Jewish boy out of drag <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't. I, I guess they can like see past all the makeup and or something. I don't know. Or, but yeah, it does. It's happened a few. T- it happened last night, honestly. Um, this boy and like he he walked into my show like towards the end with this other boy. So I said they were together and they weren't. <laughs> and then he and he was a redhead and I love redheads. Wink. Um, <laughs> but, um, we like went to like a. a me and the other queens were like gonna go into the bar afterwards and he came with us and we hung out for a while and he like wanted me to go home with him and I was like I have to be up really early tomorrow like and I have a long day so I I have his number I'm supposed to text him tonight we'll see let's we'll call see. him right yeah. now it's like magic yeah. He wanted to like have a bunch of drag queens over and make us dinner, which I'm all for. Oh no, like, that sounds like the beginning of a porn. Oh, making <laughs> dinner? Not for my side. Not for my side. That sounds yes. like the beginnings of a porn. I, I love, love it. dinner. So, so I, here's. I, I, I want to go back before we get too far. I want to go yeah. back because you were saying, like, what's it like dating uh, for a drag queen for you? Right. But can you, because a lot of us don't know, like, what's it like? For your cohorts, like as a group, do you find that like you're fetishized? Do you find that you know that was just kind of right. speak to that? I I think I mean, so we get lots of these. So we're public figures, I guess you can say. I hate saying that, and so there's a, a big draw to really have a large social media following, mm-hmm. and so that means like on Facebook, for instance, accepting friend requests from people you don't know, right? What that ends up being are these guys in, like, Sri Lanka or wherever who add you, and I've stopped adding them, and then you get these messages that are like, hey, sexy, what's up? And, like, so there are, like, fetishizers, and there's this one guy who keeps adding everyone on Facebook, and I, I didn't accept his request, but I have friends who've, like, posted, like, their messages to him, and his, his profile name says, like, like, I love to is the first name, and the last name is C Drag Shake. And, like, he goes around looking for drag queens who, like, shake around a lot when they perform, I guess. And, like, that's his thing. Isn't that so... I mean, not to, like, you know, rain on someone's parade or whatever. Don't yuck someone's yum. But (laughs) we we do get fetishized a lot. I think mostly on social media. I did... I used to do a show at a bar. And this guy came up to me once. And he was, like... 
he was like, so where do all the cross-dressers perform or something oh. like that? Or where do the cross-dressers go on? And he was like, you could tell, he I was like, well, first of all, I, can, I call myself a drag queen. Second of all, like, I sent him to like Manhattan. I was like, they get paid more. I was in Queens. I did the show in Queens. I was like, go, go, go bug the Manhattan girls. They get paid twice what I get paid through the show in Queens. Like, go bug, you know. Right. Not about it. Because I don't, I don't, I'm not into that. Like, I want to be loved for me, <laughs> not the weird cartoon face I draw on myself. Right. So can I ask, can I ask a very risky question? Yeah, please. Have you ever had sex while in drag? I haven't. <laughs> and like, here's the reason why is like... There's a I, lot of makeup that gets on the pillow. The, uh, wow. <laughs> I mean, we can wait get, a minute, wait a minute. You're assuming something. <laughs> no, no, we can or get to that. We can get to that. <laughs> well, because I, out of drag, so, uh, we queens draw our eyebrows like halfway up our forehead and it's true I mean look at me you do and so lots of queens use like a, a glue stick or a spirit gum to cover their eyebrows and they cover the foundation and they draw them on I'm too lazy for that so I just shave mine off oh yes I have no I have like no eyebrows I'm like Gollum from Lord of the Rings my cue my cue in an H&M sweater vest um, but so there are times where I'm out of drag but I still I like I used to draw on eyebrows for every hookup but then people would stop texting me back and I realized oh my god is it because I'm dirtying their pillowcases with like eyebrow you know eyeshadow I draw my with eyeshadow you know so yeah that wasn't your question. <laughs> uh, that was a roundabout. I mean, it was kind of my question because I was asking, um, like, have you ever had sex in drag? But I've never had sex in drag. But because it's, it looks so beautiful. The whole package looks gorgeous. But like, when you think about it, like, I'm wearing, like, five pairs of dance tights and, like, couch foam cushions on my butt to give me lady, like, hips. Like, it wouldn't be cute to take all this off. Like, no. So, and, like... Like, like five pairs of eyelashes. like The illusion goes it, away. Goes in, it just wouldn't be cute. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those like skinny body queens. If I was, I think it would be great. But Oh, you mean you're not Aquarium? Who? I'm <laughs> you mean Aquarium? No, much mazel to Aquaria. She, she's fabulous. She Cheers to her. Team New York. New York took the crown third year in a row. That's sickening. It's That's exciting. amazing. It's exciting. That is awesome. So, um... So, what are some of the ignorant Wait, and or... did you just throw something out without a spoiler alert? Shh. This what are is like a week later, right? What are some of the sillier slash uh, ignorant questions that, that some of your hookups have ever asked you about oh. being a drag? I mean, well, I, there was this one specific, which I, I do... Oh, my goodness. We got attached to my tights. Oh. oh there we go. Love it. Um, jewelry. Yes. Yes, Amazon. Yes, Amazon. Um... I, so I, I, I do stand up as part of my act and one of my little bits is about it's a true story about this boy who came over and so sometimes when I just do like a quick little quit and hit it I really don't give much preface and I don't generally host y'all know what that yes. means host it ain't um, happening at her place right cause like you walk into my bedroom and it's like the fabulous episode of Hoarders, you know. <laughs> um, but I, I have like wigs everywhere and I have you know full vanity with makeup and everything. But this boy was super cute, dancer, great body, and so I like quickly like tried to hide as much as I could. Mm. But there's just there's just there's just no hiding the fact that you're just like a fabulous cartoon woman, you know. <laughs> so he came over and we like we did the thing. And then he saw, like, one of my really big wigs. I just can't put away because it just it takes up half my bedroom. And he's like, what's that? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, like, 
it's like low key like I do drag like is that cool I mean he, he'd already done we already did the, did the deed so we're like who cares at this point like I have nothing to lose yeah, now you like, like you can leave I got Joe Seaman inside <laughs> you go <laughs> I'm on the Truvada like it's okay <laughs> Yes. Yes. I have to take a pregnancy test. We'll see. I've been trying for years. But and and and, but boys will always. Can I try this on? Can I try that on? And sometimes I'll let him, you know. But I was like, no, girl. But he like was like, you know, this queen, you know, that queen. And sometimes it becomes like like a like a fan meet and greet, you know? Right. Which is so awkward. What I've always like that's what I've always envisioned. Right. Where you end up becoming and more I of a can't like, imagine. Do you know Bob, the right. drag queen? Like, like are you I don't really good talk friends about that. Exactly. With right. Like and all that stuff it where you're kind exactly of exactly like, oh. like that. Um didn't you weren't you just inside of me? Right. <laughs> and they're like the gays who like don't leave their house. They don't know any of the local queens. They only know the famous drag queens. I hate that. Right. Go meet your local if you're listening to this and you like drag and you watch drag race, go meet your local queens go find your local gay bar go see their show correct we're out here working our asses off and listen and like a couple years I might be on that show so you never know right right. imagine the listeners you'll get (laughs) (laughs) I'll send like the residual check like hey guys we'll we'll talk about the contract (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding I love it so I was gonna ask, like, have you ever hooked up with someone who later realized that, like, who you are in drag, and was like, "Oh, I went to one of your shows." Oh, it happens all the time. <laughs> it happens all the time. Well, because I, um, I work in my neighborhood. I live in Astoria, Queens. Yay! Um, yes, Queens. <laughs> and I, I work. I work in my neighborhood. Uh-huh. So, like. It's oh, and like my local gay bar, like my best friend describes it as like we walk in, it just feels like grinder in person, you know, like we just see everyone who doesn't message us back, you know. So, which is, I know, whatever, fuck them. Can I say that? Yes, of course, on the fuck. Fuck them. I and I have come to a point in my life where like I just like love myself so much, and I think I'm so attractive, and like I don't care if someone is isn't going to give me the time of day. Like, they don't deserve me. 100%. They deserve me. And no, I used to get here. so butthurt over it. But now, I, whatever. Like, I'm Now your butt just hurts after it. I wish. <laughs> yes, I wish. We'll see. No, you are. You're gorgeous. And you do what you do. And you've got what you've got going right. on. And that is incredible. Good for I'm you. I'm on the edge of glory. It's a wise woman one side. <laughs> so, I, I like... It. My mom always texts me. She'll be like, I think you're going to be on Drag Race soon. And I'm always like, oh, <laughs> Mom, like, your words of Ruzier is like, I'll take yeah, right? it. Like, I love it. That well, is I'll take an HBO series, cough, cough, wink, wink. Yeah, right. I'll, I'll, I'll do Hulu. I'll grovel. I'll do like a Hulu oh, show. You'll grovel. <laughs> that is so kind of you. As my volu- so I'll like volunteer yeah, for Hulu. Your community service for Hulu. Hulu Plus, hopefully. They're not, they're not gonna be paying your uh, rent next summer. Uh-uh, <laughs> not, uh-uh, so, honey. so let me let me bring this under the fold of uh, the topic uh, for this. Um, yes. This week. So, when was the last time you just had a great makeout? I honestly, like, you guys asked that, I mean, that was, I didn't know this was the topic of the episode. This is what I feel very passionate about. Mm. I love kissing. So, it's sort of, you, we talked about this already. I was, I'm not going to mention cities or names or anything. I was doing a show out of town. Mm-hmm. And like I was talking about before, there was this really cute boy who I'd met doing my show out there. And um, we started hanging out afterwards. I was still in drag. And so he didn't see what I looked like in person until, like, I brought him back to the hotel room. And, like, 
and we and I was too drunk to like do the dirty. Mm-hmm. So we just like we just like made out and then fell asleep together. Which is, I love making out and cuddling. So like it was yeah. perfect for me. Like mm-hmm. I was all about it. It was great. That's good, but it was right? with a. a a fan at a show like three months ago. I love Good it. for you. Yes. Making out, I'm telling you, it's powerful. It's so powerful. There's so much behind it. It's the good stuff. So do you find so do you find kissing to be more intimate than intercourse? I think so. You do? I think so. And and you really learn about, a lot about the rhythm of the person, you know, and I, yeah, I think, and because at least as far as gay sex goes, like, generally, like, gay penetrative sex, like, you're not facing each other. Generally. Sometimes. Yeah. But, like, you have, you're, like, right in someone's face, and you smell their breath, and their, you know, it's, yeah. it's a whole thing. And mm-hmm. you see every little fleck in their eyes, and their, you know. So are you more prone? on their face. Are you more prone to having sex with someone, or making out with someone? Like, like, do you have no qualms about having sex with someone, or, like, like, where is that? Well, it's funny because you guys talked about it, and, like, I don't think that penetrative sex is the be-all, end-all. And I've lost some hookups because of it, because some guys just want to, like, get their dick in there and just, like, drill you, drill you like a drag hammer and just, like, get their seat out. But, like, I, I, I think there's so much more than that. You know, sure. There's so much more, you know. And, like, I myself identify as a bottom. A power bottom. <laughs> like, people joke about, like, oh, like, two bottoms. Like, what do you mean, like, bump purses all night? But, like, okay, oh, I yeah. stole that joke from Pose on FX. Go watch I Pose know, I know. It's, it's an amazing so series. Um, but, like, there's, there's, so much, there's so much more than just, just putting the D Penis in the B. The, yeah, 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 There's so much more than that. Yeah, I agree. I 100% I, I appreciate that. I love there's a whole episode devoted to this and I'm the guest on it how perfect it's how so perfect. good right we felt like it was a good topic for you um, so tell us about your best kiss mm. that you've ever had the one that made you like shaking the knees you know it sounds cliche but the first thing that comes to mind is my first kiss mm. okay um, I was like 15 um, and we went to go see the um, there was that Broadway musical Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. yes. So this was the LA tryout, like two years for us ever on Broadway. That was our first date, and we went to go get t- we got tickets for it, and you know, and like it was the show was far away from where we both of us lived, and like and like we weren't like ready to like hang out at our parents' houses, so we were like we were like in a park in LA, and like we kissed, and I remember he was wearing. Pomegranate Burt's Bees. Yes! And yes. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And I will just, I remember, I mean, I was 15. I remember like being, my, like my mom's day to drive in the carpool. And like, <laughs> I like went out and bought Pomegranate Burt's Bees. And I would just smell it and just oh, think about oh, that kiss. What's funny is he was, side note, when we were, we were 15, he was six. I was, oh, I was 16, he was 15. I was wrong. Um, he was like a total twink, and now I mean he's like what twenty four. He's like this muscle daddy now, you know. So it's crazy. Life can change. In you a might want to hit him up. He, uh, he's in the thruple. He's in the thruple. Oh yeah. I, was, I mean that could be a whole other podcast. Me talking about his thruple, but well, another day. Another we'll day. Back for that episode. <laughs> My like perceived story of what happened between them because. The, the, it was a couple and then it became a thruple and that, now it's just a couple again. Oh. oh. Is it yeah. the same couple it started out as? 
No, and that's the key. That's the key. It's not the same couple. It's starting ass. But I'm not here to drag him to the mic. So. Drag her! I know. But his Instagram handle is. Like holy wine. What? What? So wait, Marco asked you what was your best kiss. So you know what I'm going to ask you. Oh. What was your worst? I've been. Okay, so. As someone who's really passionate about making out. Um, there was this, again, not going to name names or, like, give a, you know, context. There was this boy who, like, I've been talking to for a while, and so we've kind of developed, like, a emotion, like, a intimate, you know, mm-hmm. a relationship, I guess you could say, over Instagram messages, whatever. <laughs> and so we finally hung out once, and then we, like, made out, and he was an awful Aww. kisser. No, but what kind of awful kisser? Just like Side too... of the mouth missing. No. Too deep in there. Too, uh, too much teeth. I, clam tongue. I like just put I his tongue in your mouth and left yeah, it there. I don't like that. I don't like the clam tongue. I don't like too much saliva. Oh, and he was a juicy was a kisser. kisser. He was a juicy, he was a juicy kisser. kisser. And it was just like... And there wasn't, there wasn't like... I can't do no juicy kisses. Right. There was no... Um, I'm going to need you to swallow before you go back in. Right. It was like being on a bike with no gears. Like, or no, no shock absorber. Like, it was just like... like no I couldn't, technique. No, no, no technique. No, yeah. no noob yeah. ones, you know? Like, I think some people think they have to go, like, hard and strong. Like, this has got, like, a soft, gentle, intimate, yes. slow... Slow tongue you know, wrestle, right? I, I like it slow. Like I like a slow blowjob. Like slow, slow. <laughs> I want to feel. I want to savor every minute, every moment. I want to do like a massage. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I don't. I don't know. I'm not here for the hard and fast and strong. I want the slow, the rhythm. Like I think. I think making out with and hooking up with like dancers and like burlesque performers. Like they really understand like rhythm and totally. Like, you know. So I just yeah. What so, was your worst kiss? Oh. My. Worst. Hopefully not with Marco. <laughs> No, I'm a good kisser. No. <laughs> Certified <Word>. one. <laughs> you have to test that out. You're a, you're a good kisser, except for those weird kisses you make up all the time. You're just oh. a weird receiver. You're like themed <laughs> surprise. The Ellen surprise. No, 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 no. He has themed kisses. Themed kisses. So like we wake up on like Saturday. Kiss. We like make up right. on Saturday mornings, and he's grumpy in the morning, and I'm like, look, butterfly kisses, or oh, like pecky kisses, right. or like nozzle kisses. I had an accident kitten kisses. Oh, yeah. see, cute. I like it. I love that. What Not was your fan. worst kiss? Not a fan. Not a fan. Worst kiss? grumpy. It means he's thinking about you. <laughs> worst kiss. I don't know that I've ever had a bad kiss. I will tell you one kiss that I've had that was terrible. I'll let you think about it. I'll let you think about it. I'll let you think about it. I might clearly haven't made out. I'm not. I've been kissing that fries. No, one of the worst kisses that I ever had was this guy who was consistently moving his tongue back and forth. Like, there was, like, no rhythm to it. It was just this, like, back and forth scenario. And I was like, what... What is Wait, happening right now? No, like side to side, like back and forth in my cheeks. Like, like, like uh, kind of, oh, like, no. like, like, like the dentist. Like back and forth through my cheeks. Like, and right. I was like on the inside of my cheeks. And I was like, sir. 
this is not gonna work out. And so I like stiff armed the situation and turn around and walk. That's away. the it's hardest thing. It's so hard to do. No, it's not. It's, oh, <laughs> good for you. Stand up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. Like, What's no, your sign? sign? What's Gemini? Your sign? Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That for sure checks out. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that for sure checks out. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no, this is not I was going to say Gemini or Leo. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, for sure. That's so funny. I love it. Um, So do you always believe that kissing is like a prelude to sex? Like you're like a firm stamp of like you need, they need to warm you up. 120 million percent. Like, yes, like. And, like, I will get, like, really intimate. And so, like, I can't get a boner without kissing. Like, you. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's the tea. There's something that's about a, touching and kissing and passion. There and, is. That's yeah. What, that's what I used to tell people Foreplay all the time is so key, I think. I'm, like, I'm sorry, I can't get hard for strangers. Right. I'll say it. It's right. fine. I can't do it. Right. I'll so, so give us a genotonic pointer. If one of our listeners wants to get in genotonics life, and wants mm. to tongue you down properly. Mm. What do they need to do? They need to show me their bank account balance. <laughs> they, can, they can Venmo me. My handle on Venmo is it's Gina Tonic. <laughs> Which is also where you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yes, right, right, right. Um, no, I mean, see, so you're looking for like a good pointer for making out. From you. Um, I, I think it's like... You, you just gotta like go with the fl- the motion of the ocean, you know. Like, if if the ocean is a slow, you know, if it's if you know, it just go go with the flow. Go it's with calm down the sea. No, like don't, don't try read to, like, the room, right? Read like the read room. the room. Like what's happening yes. right now? Like how does this feel? Like are we like slow yes. passionate right now? Then I need a slow passionate kiss. Yes, because I can do the. I, you know, or am I both? twerking up on you and just right. need to be tongued down? And that really has good. its place. Like I will. <laughs> I will get my tongue into your, like, your stomach. Like, I will go all the way down through your esophagus, like, past your hard palate, your soft palate, like your it. sugar pill pro palate, like, down. She knows anatomy. I will get in there. I will get, like, in your mouth and, like, other, there's other orifices. Like, oh, girl, we'll you. go everywhere. Good for you. We'll go on vacation together. I like we'll it. We'll tonguecation. I like it. Yes. That is so funny. Oh, my God. Thank you. So much for joining us today. Before we end, though, oh. is there anything that you want to promote or share with our listeners? Yeah, I mean, like I said, so I post, if you guys, listen, if you're in New York City, um, come find me on social media. I post all my shows on Instagram. My handle is It's Gina Tonic. I'm also, I guess I should announce, I'm going to be on tour this summer. So, yes, thank you. Oh, thank you. So if you're in Denver, St. Louis, Chicago, Columbus, or Baltimore, yes, work. She got a five-city tour. A five-city tour, (laughs) bitch. I will post all of that incessantly. Uh, That starts in August. I'll be posting like crazy through July. On my social media, I post everything on my Instagram. My Instagram story. The Instagram stories are the best thing ever that happened. Totally. Um, <laughs> every show I do is in my Instagram story. I post everything on my Facebook page. Friends me. Don't be a chaser. Sorry to our listeners in Dubai, but, you know, <laughs> not to be racist. It's true. Girl, look, look at my friend request. Look at my friend request and see where they're from. It's like Ohio. It's like some, like, straight girl in Ohio and then, like... Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Um... <laughs> 
And Marco's like, we're cutting all of this. Uh, no, 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 no. This is fine. No, no, no. I was just my, not on my work podcast. No, you're good. Um, this is fantastic. But yeah, find me on social media. That's the best way to figure out where I'm because I just my schedule is crazy over the next few weeks. I'm so excited for it. That's I'm so weird. hashtag. Blessed and grateful. Yeah. Do you have a website? You don't, do you have no website yet? Great question. Uh, funny story. Um, so recent, my friend was like, oh, we're going to go to brunch at this restaurant. And I was like, cute. Let me, and I Googled it. And they only were on Facebook and they didn't have a website. And I was like, I don't trust any business that doesn't have a website. And I was like, <laughs> I'm a business. And I don't have a website. So I'm Square working. Space. So, right. So I was talking to my <laughs> mom today because she's like an expert on websites. So I'm, 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 I'm like. Mom is very interesting. She's like cool. Her. You should get her on the podcast. <laughs> I would not listen to it. I don't want to hear her and her boyfriend too. We're gonna ask her all the same questions. Your last great mate. Oh my god. I like Who it. knows? Not my dad. Um, oh. Well, like whatever. It. They're divorced, which is probably the best. Well, the dad's um, in the picture. He's just not. He's in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. He retired at like fifty. Like he's great. Like he Good lives by the beach in LA. He. I'm like. I'm drunk. Anyways, <laughs> oh, where can we find you? No website, website no yet. Website. But no, it's well, coming pending, soon. Pending. Uh, well, Genotonic. Genotonic.com is taken, so that's that's the struggle. It should be it's Genotonic. Like, do the, like, but is that can, we'll talk. We should talk after. We should talk, we'll talk yeah, after. Yeah, we'll make this. But are your tour dates set for your city? Oh, they are. I don't, girl, I don't know that. I, it's, so and my to, phone's across the room. So if you get them to us, we'll put them in the library. We'll we love them that. The yeah, love that. Wants totally. To see you, you'll be able to see this schedule. Beautiful. Absolutely. Like, what he said. <laughs> you will now be a friend of the podcast. I'm so grateful. Thank you thank so you much for, for joining for us. It me. is so good having you. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you guys. We love you. We are going to take a quick break, and then when we get back, we have a live version of our listener situations for you guys, all right? Thank you. And now it's time for our live listener situations. Finally. That is right. Send your relationship questions or comments to relationshipquestions at gmail.com or step right up to the mic and air out all your dirty laundry for the whole entire room to hear uh, so we can answer it for you. Tony and I will hear and or read your emails and or questions here on the show and do our very best to give some guidance. So put some perm on that attitude. Girl, you better relax. (laughs) So we'll open up the floor to see if anybody has a question or anything that they would like to ask relationship-wise or anything like that. We've got a couple of emails that we want to read, but if there's anybody that wants to ask any questions, the floor is open. Calling once, calling twice, y'all petty. All right, go ahead. All right, go ahead, Tony. Read the first one. All right, I'm going to read this email. Oh, now they can talk. I know. (laughs) Hi, guys. My name is Cheryl, and my girlfriend and I were just introduced to your podcast. Well, welcome. Love the Les. (laughs) I want to take advantage of your listener situations, because even though I've only heard a few episodes, you both seem to have a good head on your respective shoulders. Well, that's kind. She doesn't know you. I work out. (laughs) (laughs) Even if you don't decide to put this on air, I would really appreciate your advice on this issue. Cheryl, we always answer um, our fans' emails, even if we don't do it on the air, um, just so you know. But you are on the air. 
<laughs> um, so my girlfriend and I have been together for six years. Congratulations. We always fight about finances. She spends and I save. She never denies herself a long weekend, an impromptu party with a friend, her high school or college reunion, an expensive dinner, clothes. Really, I can't think of anything she says no to. On the other hand, you you would say that. Uh, On the other hand, uh, I'm always trying to save and stay within my budget. Sounds like me. We both have comparable incomes, so it's not about that. Sometimes I feel like it's unfair that I have to miss out on things and she never has to go without. It makes me jealous and angry. I also hate the face she makes when I tell her I can't do something. I'm not saying no just to say no. By the time I get to know, we've already done three or four things that have tapped my budget. I don't want to work until I die. (laughs) She just doesn't seem to get it. Um, You guys have joked about how different your spending habits are. How do you resolve a fundamental difference in each other's approach to money? This is driving me crazy. Thanks for taking the time to read this and to respond, I hope. Again, we respond to all emails. Um, So... How do you resolve a fundamental difference? I mean, I'll start. So, I am... I'm the the coin purse counter or whatever. Um, I build the budget. I keep my eye on it. Somebody's got to steer this thing, to quote Karen Walker. Um, like, I... So, I do that. But, you know, I don't want to blame Marco for his role in it. I want to take responsibility for my role in it. And that's what I would advise you to do too. So I had to develop a different relationship with money. Um, You know, I always, I mean, I've shared with all of you, you know, some of my history and stuff. So like I have a bad relationship with money. Like I always don't think that I have enough and I always have to put more to the side and I'm always denying myself stuff and all by myself, like, one big thing every once in a while instead of like little things like regularly um so i don't have the best relationship with money um and i needed to redefine that it also really helped me and and i'm sorry and i and you should stay in budget and you should set a budget and it's important to do that but it's important to develop that together and i think that was the missing piece for us was i had built our budget and it took me a really long time of hearing you say every once in a while do we really need to spend that much on our debt? Do we really need to save that much? Um, can't we, you know, do this this month and just sort of absorb the shock the next month? Um, and my answers were always no. And I had to really stop and listen and create a space where we could both sit and look at the numbers, look at the categories, make sure that was exactly what we wanted them to be, how we wanted it to be broken out. Um, and in my taking a different approach and in you uh, doing it with me, um, you know, that really um, made a, a big difference. Um, and it really helped uh, a lot. What do you think? I don't know. I like I feel like um, one of the things that I will definitely compliment you and our relationship on is the fact that you um, you. Uh, encouraged me to have a better relationship with responsibility regarding money. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that is very, very important, especially within a partnership, because you guys have to figure out what that looks like, right? Um, But the one thing that my dad, and I think I've said this on the podcast before, but one thing that my dad has always taught me is that, you know, he says, you know, oh, and I always get this backwards, but you don't live to no, you don't work to live. No, 
You don't, you don't live, live to work, work. You, you work, work to, to live, live right? Mm-hmm. And so I say, I, I told you I was going to get it wrong. Um, but my dad always says that, like, the thing is, like, when you get your paychecks, it, you have to be responsible to the debt that you've committed yourself to, right? So take care of any bills or anything like that that need to be taken care of. Like, be responsible and understand what that looks like. Everything else after that, pay yourself by way of saving to make sure that you, you have some bill. money. And then anything else after that, have fun. Because life is about having fun, right? Like, we should be having fun. So I feel like you and your partner don't understand that balance. Like, you're too strict in one way and she's too loose in the other. And you guys need to figure out what that middle is. And I feel like you and I have finally gotten to a really cool middle where the way that we spend the money is really good debt is essentially gone at this point we get stuff we have fun we do the things that we want to do but it's all fairly within budget um you know give or take here and there kind of thing like that but everything is done somewhat responsibly right yeah and and i think it's important to note that again we're approaching a decade and we just got here the beginning of the year sure where, where we were both on the same page and feeling the same way and i would say to you um Cheryl, that you you can use your differences as a strength, right? So Marco reminds me to enjoy my money, to spend money on vacation, to go out to eat, to romance him. Um, totally, you know, to yeah, and, and you know, yes. and to and to buy some new clothes, which you know I never do. Um, you know, so so he's taught me that, and then as he said, I've taught him about responsibility and there is a balance in the middle and i mean i can't speak for you but in retrospect with how we had done up to this point i would say we were both wrong oh 100% i would say we were both wrong it's 100%. not that one person was right and the other we were both wrong no 100% because i didn't give a care about my dad i was like i care about being dark right now like that's the only thing i care about like partying having a good time saying yes to every event that came my way and every and doing dollar pair of jeans and it's, I, I literally had like one pair of $300 jeans you will not let me forget that <laughs> Um, Just because you got them on discount because you worked there doesn't mean they weren't three hundred dollars. No, I, I paid those full price. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, no, actually, I had like four of them. Anyways, um, so we Get closer. Um, no, but my thing is like you know, I I had to learn how to be responsible. So we you know we pay all of our bills, we take care of everything. That is the priority. Everything thereafter becomes secondary, and and we're really good and we're really responsible. And we have fun with that, right? Like that is the part that is important. So for me, like y'all know how I love me some ASOS. Yes. <laughs> y'all know how I love me some ASOS. Cut that shit. But literally, what I do is I put stuff in my ASOS shopping cart, and then when I get paid, I go and look through and see what prices have been cut. That's the first thing that I do is see what prices have been cut on what. And then I go back and I see, like, where my budget is. I know I got to pay for this. I know I have to take care of that. I know these things have to be taken care of. I set aside that money. And then whatever's left over, I'm like, yeah, I'll buy a pair of $20 Chelsea boots. Like, yeah. you know, like, or things like that. Or, yeah, I can afford a $40 pair of really cool pants like I'm wearing right now. Like, those things are, like, you know, those things are, like, really, really easy. And, like, I just make those things work. And so I've just been a lot smarter. And to be completely honest, I know that my husband has a very 
hard time with money and finances. And I don't want to cause him any more stress than necessary. So it's really important to me to make sure it's really important for me to make sure that he is in a good way. Like if I can manage that as best I can, then I will. Like, I know that there's going to be these fluctuations and there's going to be some unforeseen things that are going to, like, set him off. But I know that at the end of the day that I can control a good portion of the situation. So, for me, that is really, really important. And that's what it, and that's what really matters at the end of the day. Making sure that he's comfortable and that he's okay and that our lives are harmonious and that, we're, we're, that we will not be fighting over the money. Because, like... At the end of the day, there's it's such wasted time. So my advice would be to have a good, solid conversation and figure out where your push and pull is, um, so that you guys are in like a really good area where neither one of you guys are uh, feeling bad about it. Well, yeah, thank you, and that was that was very nice, especially the parts. That, I mean, not to break the that you were wall. involved but no no not to break the fourth wall but like the parts you said about me like that was very nice thank you you're welcome of course i appreciate that of course um i you know cheryl you didn't mention your girlfriend's name but i would like to speak to her for just one second and say also remember that when your partner does your girlfriend does like three to four yeses and then has to go to no remember it's because she wants both of you to be comfortable and safe at the at the time when you either no longer want to work or no longer can work. Um, and I think that's an important thing to keep in mind. We do not uh, focus on that very much. Um, but when I go crazy, it's because I don't want Marco and I to like have to move somewhere we don't want to move or deny ourselves something when we get older. I want him to be taken care of after I die. You know, So that's why you do those things. And I think it's important that you recognize that's where Cheryl's coming mm-hmm. from and let that be her space and like love her for that. Absolutely. There Great. you go. All right, we're going to open up the floor again. Does anybody else have a listen, uh, listener situation? No, we come got on. one. Matt, we come got on. a live one. Come on. <laughs> come on up to the microphone. We're so excited. This is a whole ass thing, y'all. <laughs> How you doing? Welcome. Good. How are you? Thank you welcome, so much. Welcome. How you doing? If you want to introduce yourself to everybody it's or on? not, you want to. Yeah, it's on. If okay. you want to, like, you know, stay incognito, you're more than welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Wait, disclaimer, just so we can get away with it. They're both black. (laughs) (laughs) In case you couldn't tell. Yeah, right. Um, Well, you know, I mean, there are people who are just listening. (laughs) That's a good one. My name is Matthew Moss. Uh, Check me out at at mattmossarts. Yeah! You better promote! (laughs) So, I do have a question for a friend of mine. Okay. He just came out of... No. <laughs> he just what does came, your friend want to know? <laughs> he just came out of a long relationship, and he started dating someone for like two months already. But he's afraid to be open, so he's very pessimistic right now. And I remember you saying when you two first met, you just came out of a bad relationship, mm-hmm. and you weren't too sure if you wanted to be open. So I want to know, how did you get over that hump of being pessimistic and truly being open to something out there? That's a great question. Yeah. That's a great question. Um, especially since when I got out of my relationship, I had been cheated on. Uh, so mm. 
I was ready to cut several bitches. <laughs> um, <laughs> several. Um, so, <laughs> um, you know, it's, I, I think dating after a bad breakup requires low expectations. And I know that that sounds kind of shitty and very pessimistic within itself, but I really feel like you have to go into dating thereafter not expecting anything. The thing that managed the 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 thing that was my saving grace for dating Tony was the fact that I went into getting to know him as a friend. I didn't get into it with the expectation of you're a person, I'm a person, let's be people together and let's start dating. It was, oh, we have similar interests. You like chicken wings, I like chicken wings. You like this, <laughs> I like this. Like, let's just hang out with one another. I had zero intention of dating Tony. Like, zero. And that was really, really helpful. Um, so my advice to your friend, and you're such a good friend for caring about that, you know, being able to ask that question, but my advice to your friend would be go into dating, not with the intention of dating, but with the intention of getting to know new people, getting yourself out there, trying new restaurants, seeing what new things people are doing. Are there comedy clubs that people are going to? Where is everyone hanging out? How should I, like, where should I check this out? What museums have I wanted to go to and never had the opportunity (laughs) to? Like, what things are out there that I can get myself in? And you'd be surprised at what you will bump yourself into. Um, I will always suggest meetup.com. I think meetup.com is one of the best websites that are out there. Mm-hmm. And they ain't cutting nobody's checks on this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I will say that it's such a great community because you literally can find people that are specific to your interests. And, you know, you might have been in a relationship where you like comic books, but your partner and or girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever doesn't like them. So you never got the opportunity to dive into your comic books because you were too busy being a a partner to your partner. But now that that person's gone, like go meet up with other comic book nerds. Like and hang out, and I say nerds with all the love in the world. Just you know, my husband's a nerd. Like I'm a nerd too. Like I say that with geek. all the love in the world. I am not a nerd. I am a geek. I'm both. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> good for you. Yeah, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, go hang out with them and have fun with them and spend time with them and be around them and like really create that community and those friends and those people that you missed out on for X amount of time. Right. Like, just just get yourself out there in a way that doesn't consist of. Dating. Like, now, okay. Here's the, cur- the curveball. Okay. They're already together now. And he's having doubts because they only knew each other for like three weeks and then they became a couple. So, and now he's like, oh, wait a minute. We have so much not in common. Yeah, because she was a rebound. <laughs> she was. It was a rebound situation. And it makes sense because a person tends to rebound, right? Like... Oh, I haven't had sex or whatever for like the past three weeks, and you're a person you're into me. Let's be good. Let's good. We're good. We're dating now, right? It's good. Sex is good enough for the night. You know, like it's like really, really good, right? That ends up happening. But my suggestion would be to be a respectful human being and say, you know what? I really think that I dove into this a little too quickly. I really think I dove into this a little too quickly and I enjoy you and I enjoy spending time with you, 
but I need to do what I need to do for me to figure out whether or not this is exactly what I need. So I feel like we should pump several brakes <laughs> and slow down for a little bit and figure out if this is what we really want. So I want to take all titles, all expectations off the table and start from ground zero. And I feel like that person that was receiving that message should respect him enough to say, you know what? That's good. And if they don't respect it enough, then he got his answer on who he was dating for the past oh, X amount of time. All right. What would you say? Life will break your heart and it will kick your ass. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's true. And okay, profound. Your, your job is so when that happens, it's kind of like your heart goes on mute. And it can't make a sound. And your job in this life, regardless of everything else, is to figure out how to make your heart sing as much as possible, as loud as possible, for as long as possible. And sometimes that's a duet, and sometimes it's a solo. Oh. And it's... Wow. And it's okay. <laughs> Dude, the spirit of Jesus is happening right now. And... A true partner will meet you where you are at, like, forever. Sometimes they will struggle with getting there, and you will help them there. Your, or your friend will, will experience this, right? But, it, but you take turns bringing each other more and more into the best version of yourself you can be. And no matter what's happening, like, this is the thing about the vow of marriage that is so profound for me, is it's for better or for worse. And I think that even before you take that vow, like, if you can find the person that is willing to meet you exactly where you're at, and you meet them exactly where they're at, and you can take that step back and say, I think I may have jumped into this too soon. Like, if you can do that together, you're good, and you've got it. Totally. And if you can't, it doesn't really matter that you got into this too soon. It's that you got into this. Like, this doesn't work. Because you and I have had three big circumstances that caused us to break up. Mm-hmm. And all it did actually was bring us closer and make us want each other more and make us wait for each other more and build both of us to be prepared enough to allow ourselves to have that kind of love and to... Um, be able to let our hearts sing in that way. So I think people exist to like help you grow. Um, and this may be the beginning of something amazing for your friend. This may be as far as those people could get each other to grow. And it's that's okay because it'll just keep happening until you're it ready. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah, until yeah, you're yeah. ready, until you've built up enough. Yeah. So I wouldn't... like I like your approach. Be respectful. Be direct. Be honest. Um, be honest oh, and sure. don't worry because at the end of the day that is how you feel. That is how your friend feels. Like so so that's okay. Gotcha. Totally. I love it. Does that help? Oh it helps. I'm gonna let him know. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for asking your question. Yes. Yes. Love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, All right, so I'm going to read an email. Um, This one says, Hi, Marco and Tony. A good friend just put me on to your podcast, and I've been listening obsessively. I like your friend already. (laughs) That's a good friend. All right. (laughs) Thanks for being... good taste. Right? (laughs) 
Thanks for being a different perspective on gay relationships. My boyfriend and I have been together for a little over four months, and everything is great. We really like each other. I feel like I could love him soon, and we could really turn into something serious. The problem is, none of my friends like him. They all think he is really immature and say they have nothing in common with him. I'm almost certain they talk about him when I'm not around. I want for everyone to get along, but my friend won't come around if he's invited to an event or, or, or outing, and I don't think he knows they don't like him. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. My boyfriend won't come around if he's invited to an event or outing, and I don't think he knows they don't like him. He hasn't said anything to me about them, but I feel like he is starting to notice their absence. How should I handle this? Do I tell my boyfriend that my friends don't like him? Or do I keep him in the dark? What should I say to my friends? Do I trust their judgment and think more about my relationship? Or do I drop them and see where this relationship will go and hope they come around? I'd really appreciate your help with this. Signed, Stuck in the Middle. <laughs> Were there little music notes around the No, I just felt like you saying that. that. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, that's a total song. Um, I don't know. What do you think? There's a part of me that immediately wants to knee-jerk and say, get new friends. But that's not appropriate. There are friends that you have for you, and there are friends that you have for your couple, and there are friends that your boyfriend has. And sometimes, like, any relationship turns you into a new person. Like, that's what it does. Again, not to repeat myself, but, like, you're, you're here to help each other grow. Like, I, I honestly believe that's why we're all on this planet. So you will naturally grow as a part of that. Does that mean that you're not going to be friends with these people anymore? Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But it's perfectly fine for you to have things that you have with your friends that you love and that's all it is. And then your boyfriend is separate and some new friends that you share. Like you and I, so I have a couple of friends that I absolutely adore spending time with. Um, and, um, you know, not that you can't stand them, but you do not connect with them the way that I do. You have some friends like that, too. <laughs> you and I have really... One of our um, greatest triumphs uh, in building our life here in New York is the friends that we have that we share um, that like both of us and that we both like. Sure. And it's something that we've had little tastes of before, but we haven't had it to the depth that we have it now, where it's like... For those of you who watch Sense8, we call ourselves the cluster. Um, like hey. that's, that's, It's our cluster. Like That's what it is. And you can have that. It doesn't mean you have to have that. And it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with either your friendship or your relationship with your boyfriend if you don't have that. And now I'm going to shut up. Yeah. I mean, thank you. That was For very... Sure. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, no, I, I feel like... Uh, I feel like these friends that you think are your friends are not your friends. And here's the thing is, um, you know, as people, we go through various stages of bad relationships, bad choices, bad things that we do that may not be good for us. And a true friend's responsibility is not to judge those things, but to instead be with you during those things and figure out how to help you navigate those things and they can voice their opinion they can say look i don't know that i'm necessarily a huge fan of this person but i'm willing to stand beside you and see this through to figure out where it's going to go 
that's a friend. That is what a friend does. To judge, to talk about behind your back, to do anything of that sort is just not friendly. Like, that's not civil. <laughs> As you know, that's not what you do with a friend. That is not what you do with a friend at all. A, a friend you support. You sit back with your friend and you say, you know what, I love you and I'm willing to see you through in this situation and figure out how this works out. Now, I will say that there will come, I would question what information you're giving to your friends because there has to be something about them that they don't like. So if you're bringing nothing but shit news to them on a consistent basis, you can't be surprised that they don't like the fucker. Right. Like that is, that's just not like, that is just not. you made him out to be a fucker. You made him out to be a fucker. Like that's not abnormal. So if you're bringing them the bad news, all they're going to read is the bad news, right? That's all that's going to happen. So I would definitely take a look at that. But at the end of the day, I would really question your friends. And at the end, at the further end of the day, you know, life is full of heartbreaks and bad choices. So I would suggest seeing the relationship through. Fuck your friends. You can make new ones and see what's going on with the situation. And if this works out, then great. And if it doesn't work out and you try to go back to your friends and they invite you back in, fantastic. If they don't, then you know that they weren't your friends to begin with. And that's your message at the end of the day. There you go. Awesome. All right. We're going to open up the floor again for anybody else who has a listener situation question. Anybody? No? Yeah? Come on! So excited. Are we giving a fake name, real name? We're giving a real name. Yay! It's Bob, isn't it? It's Bob. (laughs) It's Sheldon Marcel. Hi, Hi, Shel. Hey, guys. Uh, Well... You know, you you know sort of what my situation is. Sure. I'm coming out of a very long relationship. Uh, my marriage has ended, and that's 13 years of my life gone kapoof. Okay. Um, in a very short period of time. So I'm dating now. Things are progressing and not progressing, and it's it's sort of me circling back to the original point of what we were talking about. We're talking about kissing, mm, right? Okay. Well, as, as opposed to sex. Makeout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Go, good makeouts as opposed to sex. So I'm sort of in this very strange place now where I actually don't want to really go all the way with anybody. Okay. I have since, you know, my wife and I broke up. You know, everybody says, you know, you got to get one out, you know, just like... You got to get under someone to get over someone, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes and no. But, <laughs> but I've always been a guy who really just enjoys just the connection that you have with somebody when you're staring them dead in the face. Mm. Okay. Right? You're, you're feeling their breath. You know, you're, you're getting that. You're getting that connection. So for a lot of the girls that I've been seeing, that's not really a thing. The other problem to that, the other caveat to that, too, in, in my situation, I'm a little bit of an older gentleman uh, in, in, a, in, a, in a small way, and a lot of the girls that I have been dating, and not on purpose, just it just seems to be the thing that's been happening with me, are a lot younger than me. Was my okay, Zaddy. Thought. That was my immediate thought. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Yeah. So okay. there's a generation gap there right. for, for me, right? So dating is different. <laughs> than when than when I was. So, am I strange for not wanting to actually actually thinking about it for trying to be a little bit more celibate probably than I was in the past because I really wasn't that guy. Like you know, before I got married, I was not that man at all. Yeah, I would. Um, I don't know. It's very interesting. I feel like 
uh, I mean, having had just a teeny bit of history, um, I would feel, I feel like one of the things that would work out best for you is, uh, again, going into dating with zero expectations. And I also feel like there's this very odd friend zone thing that takes place when it comes to initial dating that you either, like, you either go into it with the intention of, like, smashing. Right. Or you go into it with being, like, a really fun bar buddy. And, like, there's, like, it, it, like there's this, like, weird, delicate balance. Yeah. So I feel like you, one of the things that I think is fantastic about being up in age mm-hmm. is that you have the ability to lay your shit out on the table without worrying about consequence, right? Correct. So you could literally say, like, my intention is to date someone with the hopes of making it something more. Are you interested or are you not? And if they say yes, then you can say, great, then let's take things slowly and see how this pans out. And if they say no, then you say, great, let me buy you a drink. And I'll see you never. Like, <laughs> like, and, like, leave it at the end. Like, leave it at that. And like, and I, and I feel like that's the beauty of like, like, right? Like, getting older is like yeah. you have that confidence. You like, look, I ain't interested in your bullshit going Correct. forward. Correct. Like, as as of yesterday, like what, that shit that went down yesterday, sure. right? That we talked about. Sure. Right, right, right. So I feel like that is something that you can use to your advantage. Right. Is saying like, these are my goals. Are they yours? Right. No. Cool. Well, we're here right now. There's a bar. Like, do you want to grab a quick drink? Tell me about your life, and I'll pretend to be interested for the next 20 minutes. And then we're (laughs) done after that. Like, we're done after that because there's nothing more. But, yes, that is something that you're looking for and you're interested in getting to know somebody. Great. Let's sit down. Let's have another drink. Let's talk to one another. Let's book the second date. Let's figure out where that's going, and let's see if we can see this through. And if we can see it through and it doesn't work out after the second date, great. But at least I left there knowing exactly what went wrong at the end. Do you right. say because right. like we established the whole situation. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes I sense. Think, it I, makes I sense. I think, you know, sort of my my general issue has been just the, the jumping ahead of some things. And and I don't like to think of myself as old fashioned because I'm I am and I'm not. Um, I like to think of myself as a progressive thinker in a lot of ways. I like to sort of be open to people and the things that they have to say and feel their energy and, and get something from them. But there always seems to be go time. Right, mm. you know, we're at we're at the bar and like we're we're hanging out and then we're hooking up and that invariably sort of like five swords is like oh what you don't like you don't want to just like what's your problem and that's sort of been that's been a lot of what I'm getting mm. at, recently recently I don't know what do you think I don't think you're old fashioned I think you're classic classic that's the word I was gonna use and a classic never yeah. dies classic never goes out of style. And being, like, super frank about who you are and just rigidly honest and just throwing it out there and be like, this is what it is, and right. not wavering when you say it, is sexy. Okay. And it is, it's hot. Right. It is. People respond to that. So your original question, and I'm, I'm not supposed to therapize, and I, and I promise I won't, but I have to answer your question with a question. Sure. Why the fuck are you dating younger people? Uh, t- I don't know. I'm, I'm invariably not finding women my own age. And so, it's not that I'm not looking. So this is so I can't get past this point 
in the conversation. Sure. Like, I, I just can't. Like, right. I can't move past it. Like, they're all younger than you. So, what is it that they're giving you that you like? And, and why Vitality. Do you, and why do you need that? Like, you don't have to, you don't have to <laughs> No, no, no. It's, 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 it's fine. It's, it's, it's fine. But like, what is it, what is it that, that gives you that you like? Like, there's the thing that most people would think, but there's what's actually true for you. And so you, again, you don't have to answer that no. now. But I would ask myself those questions and say, so what am I getting from that? that I, and then right. why won't I allow myself to have this? And right. it probably comes down to pain and hurt and what's safe and what's not. And a lot of people would think it's like midlife crisis and trying to feel sexy and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's... Sure. You're, you have too much, too many layers for that to be all that's going on. Right. It's well, because I've got to tell you, like, if you were telling me that you were sleeping with younger people, I'd be like, good for you. Like, because that makes sense. Like, right? Like, you got to make sure that that happens. But trying to date a younger person where there's such an age gap, I feel is just, is not that it's off base, but like, I, I mean, I've got to admit, I love, I respect and question millennials all the time where I sit back and say to myself like except for what? One. except for who? <laughs> except for one except for one. Oh, there's a couple of millennials there's a couple of millennials in this room right now that uh, even my sister is a millennial that I like respect but that at the same time I like question because I'm like I see what you got going on right now and I live for it this is really good but how the fuck did you make that happen? Like what, like, what is going on in your millennial brain that like makes this happen? So I get it I respect it I love it but my thing is like I don't know that you you have the time or the patience to actually <laughs> understand that so instead of trying to dissect it like you can like have fun with them right play with their jittles and yeah. then but then but then if you want something real like you need to like dig in to something real and right. date somebody that's right, more so, age up all right so a little context to to what what we were talking about i haven't really been dating anybody seriously i've met people and had a good time with them turns out that they're you know x amount of years younger than me okay and putting their hands down your pants that is happening. Yeah, I would literally time. make it the first question. That is that is and saying how old are you? <laughs> it's not gonna I, work. <laughs> I had to turn around. What, what's, what's, the, what's the equation? Half your age plus seven is like the youngest you're supposed to date, uh, or something like that. I'll work with that, right? I can, something like that. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm doing some math. That works, right? Mm-hmm. But that hasn't been the case with people that I've met, right? And and this isn't this isn't okay. So again, context, right? So I go out a decent amount. Um, I go to a lot of cocktail bars and like I sort of really enjoy the idea of sitting down and having a good drink, mm-hmm. a good sip drink. Um, and a lot of people will ask me questions, and the, the the geek in me will sort of start to be like the alcohol geek, and I'll start to you know getting up on the soapbox and just like here's what I know about what. And a lot of people will get drawn to that context, right? So that happens. Um, I'm not to, to to sort of talk about what Marco is sort of initiating there i don't know that i'm looking for a relationship or even want one not now um i need a lot more time to percolate a little bit be nice to have like one person to hang out with and make out with but that's sort of what i'm looking for more than anything else so i have to i have to ask one more question sure what was the age difference between you and your ex-wife uh, she was a year older than me. Ooh. Oh. Traditionally, I've always dated older women. And now you're not. And now, seemingly, I'm not. Yes, there is there, there is a, there, there is there is a lot of that. introspection there. There I, is. I would look at that. I do. I would say you're at the point of looking at things, not deciding things. True. That's that's what I feel. Yeah. I mean, 
That's five minutes I like worth of whatever. I like it. Which is good. Thank you. Well, I think, did it help? Yeah, sure. Bit, absolutely. Kind of. Thank you so much for coming and asking a question in front of the group. In, in front, front of the group. Slows <laughs> <laughs> my ass in front of everybody. Oh, that'll happen after. Wow. <laughs> and, I, and I would say to you what we've said to some people that we email, which is take that, do what you're going to do with it, and in a little while, email us again. Totally. All right, so I think that is going to end it for our listener situations portion of the episode. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for our first live episode. Yay! You guys, thank you so much for tuning in and for being present at the same time and being a part of what we like to think is a really important conversation. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod Relationship. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us. And everyone in the audience, tell your friends. Please. Yes. Please. You guys can also email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments that you'd like for us to address here on the show. And if you're in the New York City area, um, don't forget to join our group on meetup.com for more relationship content and activities. Tony and I are going to harass your ears next week. And remember, ain't nothing wrong with just shooting the shit.